0: Hey dog. Hey Karen, let the podcast begin. You know what that's a reference to?
1: It's a reference to this episode's title.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was I was. I went real deep on that one.
1: Which is let the games begin, which I don't quite get.
0: No, there aren't really any like that's like a cool like perennial phrase, but it doesn't really have anything to do with yes. the plot at hand. But whatever. Yeah,
1: there were no games. It was pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah, quite.
1: So, uh, for those keeping score at home, we're on season four, episode seven.
0: We have have so much of season four left. So much.
1: Honestly, it feels like, it feels like we should be at the end of the season already.
0: Yeah. But we're not.
1: No. So we were just talking before we started recording. We both were like, got nothing much to say about this episode. Um after
0: you're off the hook listener we're not gonna not talk we just don't think we have a lot to say
1: after you know after last last week's episode which you know left me cold with the exception of amanda i came into this one revving like really really revved up to like see amanda's storyline continue and see what's going on with jack and like i'm ready and it was just like the whole thing
0: yeah
1: such a But the bright side we had Matt.
0: Yeah, we had a lot of Matt actually. Of course, removed from all the other action and with um like as most like the furthest opposite of let the games begin as I could think of for him, really.
1: Yeah, it was very sad, Matt. Yeah. It was super sad, Matt.
0: In fact, should we just do his storyline now, since it doesn't tie into anything else?
1: Yeah, let's do it. I mean, and it sucks because Matt never got to have those quirky dissolves. He, you know, he, he didn't. He, he didn't get to spend time at at the party at Mel, the pool party that Amanda threw at Melrose, at Melrose place. Nope. He was completely. It was like it was like he didn't even live there. Guys, we're having the technical difficulties again, third week in a row. We apologize.
0: I apologize. It's something going on with me and my connection. So blame me. Blame New York. Blame Spectrum, Time Warner. Put the blame on me. But Karen, <laughs> what was your what was your pearl that I just missed about um, Matt? You know the-
1: what? Now, now the pearl, the pearl about Matt. What was it? Oh my God! It's like I'm. I don't. He he. he oh, it was like he didn't even live at Melrose Place.
0: It was almost as though...
1: It was almost as though he didn't live at Melrose Place. He wasn't invited to the pool party. Like, the entire... Even people that didn't live at Melrose Place showed up to the pool party. (laughs)
0: That's exactly right. Yet no Matt. (laughs) The Matt who wasn't there. So,
1: you know, like, whenever, like, we're yelling at the TV, move, Matt, just move. Like, yeah, just move.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you're halfway there. Quit paying the rent and just be gone.
1: Yeah, like, he doesn't even get, like, the free barbecue and beer. What's the point? We lost Doug again.
0: Mm, Sorry, I'm back. Anyway, yeah, Matt, really move.
1: Yeah, Matt, please, please move. So, okay, so as we were saying, Matt was not on Melrose Place the whole episode. He was actually hanging with his mom and his dad.
0: Yeah, so Matt's kind of at a crossroads because he's no longer got that job at the hospital, um so he's sort of trying to figure out what to do next uh, and his dad sort of has plans that don't jive with what matt wants to do with his life
1: well i thought what was really interesting is his dad kind of dropped a bombshell matt's been through two years of medical school
0: yeah did not know that did we know this no i don't think that was uh, you know true two three years ago
1: right so so matt has already done two years of medical school yet he dropped out so that he could serve the greater good be a social worker
0: yeah honestly if that was something that was true to his history that would have come up in one of those episodes where he's like on a first date with one of the other guys because that would have been like the one piece of information he
1: would have said about himself or when he was getting that job at the hospital
0: (laughs) actually i feel like there's less likelihood of that the way they (laughs) hire and fire yeah
1: yeah so and, and his his he basically and Matt was saying, Well the last couple of years that I've spent around doctors, they're all after the money. Yeah. I just want to help people on that.
0: Matt. Help
1: Matt. help us help you get out of Melrose place.
0: Matt, you're in the wrong zip code. Move. Move. That's help code. Start Move. with yourself.
1: So, um anyway, what ends up happening is that um Matt Matt and his parents get a little fight. And then about like Matt's future and how Matt, you know, how they're kind of like, foist, he feels like they're foisting a future onto him that he doesn't want. He doesn't know what he wants to do. Um. So the next, uh, the next scene with Matt is he shows up to the house. Um. And he hangs out with his dad. His mom is at her bridge club or whatever. And his dad is sitting in a hot room with a fan on and breathing really hard.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know, I don't think the room is hot, but dad, Matt's dad is hot. Like, he's sweating hot.
1: Yeah, like temperature hot.
0: He's like, don't you think it's really hot? And Matt's like, nah, I hadn't noticed.
1: Yeah, and, and then he doesn't even, like, pay, like, he's not like, are you okay? Is something wrong? Do you have a fever? He's just like, no.
0: Yeah, so apparently they teach that in the third year of mid school, not the two years that Matt actually <laughs> took to pay attention. He, must at just,
1: the he missed that class. He was absent. Yeah. So, um, so actually he and his dad have a lovely heart to heart. Yeah. Which is, you know, about how his dad says he doesn't want Matt to regret not going for some. I don't, I don't remember. It was, a, it was a lovely heart to heart.
0: Yeah. It is like a lovely kind of resolution. And he's like, yeah, I don't want you to regret the things you haven't done. Not really saying live your dream, but saying it anyway.
1: Right. And then he like... Kills over. He clutches his heart and kills over.
0: Yeah, he has a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. And
1: like very, like truly killing over. Like very quickly, like
0: just sort of like plops to his side on the on the chair.
1: I actually loved <laughs> his heart attack because he actually like clutched his chest.
0: He cl- no, you know what he did? He clutched the his left arm. You know how it's? You feel like the needle in your left arm. Oh, kind I thought of he clutched. His t-
1: I missed the arm grab. I <laughs> thought he was grabbing the chest.
0: Oh, well, maybe he, like, hit himself on the way to his arm.
1: Maybe that was it. And he made the <laughs> noise.
0: Yeah, he did. he did. And, you know, my my sympathetic girlfriend started cackling when that happened.
1: <laughs> she was not alone. Although, um,
0: you know what? The last time she laughed quite that hard at the show was when Bruce had his heart attack on the dance <laughs> season earlier.
1: <laughs> Alyssa and I just love the heart attacks. We live for those. So, um, we've, are you back? I'm here. Okay. So, so, you know, Matt being trained for two years in medical school kind of panics and is like, I'm going to call for help, (laughs) you know, and sort of like leaves his dad there while he calls 911. Um, and, and I guess they get him to the hospital on time because he's not dead yet.
0: No, he actually isn't dead. Not only that, we learned that he's actually had um, congestive heart failure for a while now. And his mom-
1: yeah, and they never told Matt. No. Do you know why they never told Matt?
0: Because he was busy doing things like getting arrested?
1: No, because the writers just thought that up
0: right yeah, okay. before this episode. Yeah, because it didn't exist until a minute earlier. It didn't
1: yeah. exist until a minute ago. So um so he's got congestive heart failure and so then we have yet one more moving hospital moment with Matt and his dad and I love you, son, and we have to wait for Doug.
0: I'll just I'll just, you know, say my thing.
1: We uh we, we have this lovely, once again, moment between Matt and his dad and then his dad flatlines and he actually does die.
0: Yeah, he goes he tells his son he's proud, right? And yeah. he says, Take care of your mother.
1: Yeah, and then he's done he's done. Okay. Did you know now did Alyssa notice that he flatlined and then he died?
0: Oh you're right. He did. Yes. Did did, did, she, did you notice that? Yeah, I, no, I didn't, and uh, really until you said it just now. So yeah, so you can tell I didn't go to med school either.
1: Yeah, he, he, the 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 machine was like <laughs> all the way, and then and then and then he had like a moment or two where his eyes stayed open, and he was gazing longingly at his wife and his son, and then he and then he closed his eyes, and his head kind of lolled over, and he died. <laughs> and Doug are you back
0: yeah i'm not flatlining for real I'm okay good very kind um yeah you know it was it's it was like a yellow light the flatline was like warning him that like death is near as opposed to you know already having taken place right right
1: so <laughs> i guess we'll have a funeral next week
0: um yeah maybe
1: unless they decide to bring him back which in melrose places is always possible
0: it's like the 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 true possibility uh I'm pretty sure he doesn't come back.
1: Well, in two more seasons, they will introduce a whole new couple to be Matt's parents. And it'll be like, this never happened. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They're so good at rewriting history. In three more seasons, they make them straight.
1: Uh, (laughs) I can't wait for them to bring Allison's parents back. And she's like, Daddy! (laughs) What? What? Okay. The one thing that was kind of cool about this episode is we had everybody all in one place an awful lot of times.
0: Yes. Very true. So
1: there was, with the exception of Matt. So, so, so there was a lot of sort of like cool dissolves or like, you know, moving from one scene to the other was a lot more organic.
0: Just panning over and having another storyline take place. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. And I really dig it when they do that. I,
0: I'm with you. Yeah, definitely.
1: That, that, that's all I have to say about this episode. All right. Well, that's good. Okay. So moving on. <laughs> well, okay. okay.
0: So we should go back to the beginning because in the very, I think it's in the cold open, right? Yes. They're at D and D. Correct. And Amanda's with basically half the show. Cause we got Allison and Billy and Brooke there in the room with her. And she's like, and eh, now that the building is all fixed and up to code, uh, we're going to have uh we're back in business party. So I want you guys to all be there. Like, They would be there anyway because they just have to walk outside and they're there. But, okay. But everyone who is, you know, a survivor of the bombing of 95 is invited. So it's one of those those big events where the whole cast can come.
1: I love it how Amanda kind of makes it work mandatory that they be there.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, Also, nobody else works at D&D. It's just them, huh?
0: Yeah, there. I mean, I don't see anyone fighting for a conference room. Yeah,
1: it's like it's just them. There's there are no other employees. Just them. every
0: now and then, someone is like at the copy machine, but it's like yeah, yeah. Well, running. that's just the
1: temp. Yeah, yeah. That's the temp. Okay, so um, so while well, after they all agree to go to the party, Brooke is like, "Well, I've got some news. I want to introduce a new client."
0: Yeah, and Amanda's like, "Which family member is this, bitch?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, but it's not a family member. It is Amanda's ex-husband, Jack.
0: Hi. 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 What I said was Amanda was like, which family member is this, bitch?
1: Oh, we heard that part.
0: Oh, well, that was the last thing I said.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, and I said, um, uh, uh, Brooke is quite proud of herself to introduce the new client, Amanda's (laughs) ex-husband, Jack. What is Brooke thinking?
0: Also... I don't maybe understand this correctly, but hasn't Brooke lost all her leverage since she brought Jack into the fold, like, episodes ago? Can't we fire her, get rid of her promotion, something? Like, Amanda has all the cards again, doesn't she?
1: I mean, I think so. I mean, it's not like, what, Haley's going to leave the agency, so what?
0: Right, exactly.
1: You you know, I mean, mean, Amanda was doing fine before Haley showed up.
0: Has not really been the rainmaker, so who cares?
1: Right. right and so how did how did she con her way into that position? Was to because she had this information of Amanda? Yeah, I think it was because
0: yeah, yeah, she wasn't threatening to like bring Jack Parisi back. I think it was because she knew that Amanda had lied about faking her death and having this new past history.
1: Okay, so yeah, that's over. It's out in the open. Why why doesn't Amanda just kick her to the curb? I would. would weird weird yeah it is weird anyway amanda is insisting that um that she's not going to accept the account and brooke is like well it's already been vetted by the board of directors what is this chick's angle
0: i didn't even think she get. it doesn't make any sense also i love the expressions on billy's face when they show him, like directed anger but like billy level so just a Tinge of anger, but it's there.
1: And mouth agape. Yeah.
0: Always. What, whatever the male version of pursed lips is, he's got it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so and so like Billy basically is like about to sort of like, you know, I don't know, punch out Antonio Sabato Junior and he just like puts his hand <laughs> on his shoulder or whatever and is like, later dude. Yeah.
0: Which we come back to that later on, but yeah.
1: I bring that up, yes, because only because we're coming back to that later. So yeah. Amanda but- basically says that she is going to handle Jack.
0: Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that I love these scenes where Amanda kind of like socks it to Brooke because I love watching Allison just sit there and smirk. Yeah,
1: I kind of like Allison and Amanda team together.
0: Shoo! That's what I've been saying. It's my favorite part of their whole relationship.
1: I think they're really good together.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I
1: hope I, I hope this continues. I hope we don't lose this. I'm going to be disappointed, aren't I?
0: Hi, I, hi, hi. I, um. It 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 continues not all the way through to Allison's departure. She leaves first. Um, there's ups and downs ahead, but they their détente does continue for for a while.
1: Because I like it when they get along.
0: I like it a lot.
1: I like it, and I like it when they beat up on Brooke.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: And I also like bitchy bitchy Allison when she's when she's bitchy with Brooke. Yeah, I agree. It's like, it's like she, she has the spine now that, that I was yes. Jane had. Yes. You know, and she's just kind of like, oh, bite me, Brooke. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's delightful. It is. Okay. So Billy goes to Amanda after Jack leaves the office and he is very, very concerned. And Amanda is like, leave it alone, Billy. I'm handling Jack. And that's when we find out because Billy's like, "No, I'm gonna go talk to him." Okay, that's when we find out that apparently Jack threatened to kill Amanda's dad if she ever left him.
0: Yeah, which is what? Which is weird because a like who does that? But also, um, this is now an imaginary dad that we've never met <laughs> because it can't. It's not the same version of Palmer Woodward that we knew in seasons two and three.
1: Well, I mean, you know why this is different? Because they just thought about it a minute ago. (laughs) The writers were just like, wouldn't it be great if we should do this? Because they wrote themselves into a corner. Because there is no way that the Amanda Woodward that we know on Melrose Place, right? Queen of the advertising agencies, bitch on wheels, uber bitch, right? Would ever let a man hold on hold that thought well ever would we'll ever let a man like Jack beat her so severely that she has to fake her own death to escape him
0: right even if she had found herself in this predicament she wouldn't have stayed in it for the amount of time this Amanda 2.0 had
1: no no way and I don't and I don't believe that well what happened changed her or anything like that I think that she just... You know, I I think that the Amanda we know and love would have probably shot this guy in the head.
0: It <laughs> probably
1: has. Yes. Like she would have been like, eh, no, not gonna and, happen." And for the alligators. Yeah, 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 and she would have dropped him in the in the in the down an alligator alley. Right. And so that would have been the end of Jack. Um, so now the writers have written themselves kind of into a corner because they've given her this backstory that is really not true to the character.
0: Yeah. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's sort of like the same thing they tried to do with the cancer storyline, which is like they're just trying to make her more sympathetic and, like, punch holes in, like, the tough Amanda veneer. But that's the Amanda we like, and that's the Amanda she's going to continue to be. Like, she's got us as much as she's ever going to have us on her side.
1: And again, the bitchy Amanda thing, like, I keep going back to this. It's not that she was bitchy. She was just the only grown up in the room.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Like, like she was just, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe back then it was different. Maybe, I mean, I guess, I guess I should kind of be offended because in 1995, 1996, 19, whatever, they were basically saying any woman, any woman that hold, held down even a remotely powerful job was just an uber bitch.
0: Well, I mean, it was how they marketed her, which was as a bitch. But the truth was, in the show exactly what you're saying, like, she just was the mature person who stood up for herself.
1: Right. She's just really good at her job. Yeah. So if that makes one a bitch, well, hey. Anyway, she don't suffer no fools, so I'm not buying the storyline as much as I am enjoying it.
0: Well, at least you're enjoying it.
1: And even... even- Even seeing her with him, very rarely does she behave like somebody who has been in an abusive relationship with this person. I I agree. And it's not even that, well, Heather Locklear can't act her way out of a paper bag. Like, no, it's not even that. It's It's just even the lines that she's given to work with. Yes. No, it does come down to the writing. You know, so anyway, I love you, Heather. You're doing great. That's right.
0: That's right, Heather. Keep it up.
1: Right. So, anyway, Palmer, apparently, this guy had a gun to his head and basically said, if you ever leave me, Amanda, I'm going to shoot your dad. And so she was like, okay, I won't leave you. And she relays this to Billy, and she basically says to Billy, his hand on your shoulder was the threat.
0: Yeah. And you're next. Message. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And she doesn't want Billy to get hurt.
0: No. Me, on the other hand? No, just kidding. I know. I know.
1: Okay. So... Just- What happens next?
0: Um, well, if we're building up to the big party, we could talk about Michael and Sid. Yeah,
1: once again, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not loving this.
0: I think I lost again. Uh, I'm here. Oh,
1: I didn't. I'm not. I'm not loving this. As much as I love the two of them together, it's like this. This whole thing with the two of them is kind of.
0: They're not really together together. Like, they're plotting, but they're not really in cahoots because there's no, like, romantic relationship happening. They're just sort of like old buds or roommates at this point. Like, it doesn't, you know, like, them plotting should be driving something else happening longer term between the two of them, and that is absent. So it's like, all right, you're, you're going... Out of your way to drive Kimberly crazy and gaslight her. Uh, okay,
1: fine. And it just—it it, it, okay. it just seems pointless at this point, too, right? Like they—they—they're both done with Kimberly. Why gaslight her?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um. So they found a Henry. Remember Kimberly's imaginary demon friend. Yeah, I
0: know where this guy came from, and by that I mean like the actor who played him too.
1: Yeah, exactly, and because it's not the actual guy
0: no it's not the actor who played henry this is a different actor playing someone who's going to pretend to be henry
1: so meta so meta so they so they michael brings henry over to knock on sid's door and basically scare the shit out of her um
0: oh which reminds me because we're going to get to a, a scene i don't know if you noticed this is the episode where they pulled like half of their opening credit clips from
1: Oh, I didn't notice that.
0: So we've got Jake and Joe in a scene in Shooters. And uh, later on, we have Kimberly at Melrose Place. And those are all scenes they use uh, in the opening credits. And I can't remember. I don't think I caught any other ones in that episode. But I know those three are used in the opening credits for the season. Anyway, I checked this.
1: So they must be paying this guy really, really well. Because I don't know what kind of acting job he thinks he has now. Yeah. Right. I mean, what 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 acting job does he possibly have? Anyway. Anyway, um, they've they found Henry, and they're going to use him to scare the shit of Kimberly. And that's, keep that's just what we keep talking. I'm right here. Okay. Um. So moving on to Hart and Mancini Designs. You there? I'm here. I'm here. I'm right here. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Oh, no. Hello? Oh, no. I think we've lost Doug completely. I can't do this without him. Okay, listeners, we will be right back once I figure out these technical difficulties. And we're back.
0: Yeah, sorry. I'll keep apologizing.
1: This is so weird. I don't. We, we were fine for years.
0: Yeah, listeners, if anyone knows what how to solve like bad Skype connection issues, we're all ears. Um, but yeah, Karen, I, you were in the middle of the thought.
1: Yeah. Well, we're just gonna move on over to Mancini uh, Designs here to yeah, Hart Mancini, right. um, where um, Jane is basically manhandling Joe.
0: Jane is mad.
1: Jane's mad at her, and she's basically like, "You ruined my." wedding to Richard, you stupid bitch. And um, Richard called off, as we know, the wedding because Joe said, told her, told him that Jane didn't love him. He confronted Jane. Jane was like, well, I, I, and that was it. Wedding off. Yeah. So Jane's mad at Joe, and Joe's like, I don't know why you're mad at me. I'm your friend. And I was like, ooh, but friends don't do that, Joe.
0: No, that's like as opposite uh, as, you know, coming in drunk and hungover when testifying for a custody hearing.
1: Yeah, yeah. She was like, but I'm your friend. I'm like, ooh, no, you're not. So, needless to say, I don't think they're going to be friends anymore.
0: No, and it's going to lead to something that's even better and that better thing we'll get to it soon cuz that is the reason i actually came back to watching melrose in real time uh,
1: is it because joe and richard have an affair
0: uh i can't say anything
1: because i swear they're leading us down that rose path the rose strewn path right now did did you miss my answer you said you weren't going to tell me yeah Which but answers? also
0: but also the answer is yeah. Yeah, I figured. I figured.
1: I mean, they're 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 leading. They're not leading. Leaving breadcrumbs. They're leaving loaves of bread at this point. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, It's a whole
1: meal. It is a whole meal. It's, they're just like here. Have some soup. Here's your salad. Here's your pot roast. Like no, yeah. This is all roads lead to Joe and Richard. Okay, so um. I guess we're going to go to Peter's office. Yeah. And, um, and for whatever reason, Kimberly's there and she's like, I don't want to go to the party. And Peter's like, you have to, you have to make amends. This is part of your healing, which is kind of like AA. Like, you, I guess this is, I guess this is the program she's doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Peter's like, this is how you will heal. You have to do this. Yeah.
1: And meanwhile, sits at the door listening to the whole thing, because they need to figure out when they're going to plant fake Henry, right? Right. And um, and so basically she overhears this. And, and you know, the, I mean, Peter is, like, basically telling the whole plot point of what's going to happen when they go to the the party. Oh, well, you have to make sure you go in the laundry room. Yeah. Oh, you have, you know, so so they're, they're pretty much set in where they're going to plant Henry.
0: Yeah yeah he's like at this minute you're going to make this step and say this thing yes yeah, it's very, yeah prescribing yeah. the whole thing Like for, yeah. for Sid with her ear up to the door right
1: exactly alright so now we're going to head over to Shooters where um, Joe is drowning her anger at Jane in a beer and chewing Jake's ear off about the whole thing and then she starts complaining that she and Jake are never alone and they never spend time together so what does Jake do? He suggests that they have their date at Amanda's party.
0: Yeah. So remember last week when we said Jake was smart? Um, smart man for a day? Yeah, the day is over. Jake yeah. has some dumbass decisions. Yeah.
1: It's, it's it's morning, guys. It's, 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 yeah. it's morning of the next day. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, She's, oh, I haven't seen you. I miss you. We need a date night. And he's like, well, let's go to the party together. What? Um, so that was that was Shooters, and we've already talked about Matt. Um, now we're going to head over to the yacht.
0: Yeah, we have some Haley Armstrong time.
1: All right, I have a question. Yeah. Okay, so Allison's on the yacht with Haley. It looks like they've just had dinner, and then they have this sort of like You didn't need to, you know, Allison's like, well, you didn't need to bring me out here for dinner. We could have done this on the phone. She thinks it's like a work thing, but didn't they hook up? Haven't they already kissed?
0: Um, yeah, they kissed and then she was like, no, this is a bad decision. I'm going to leave. I think is what happened. That was when she was on the yacht the last time.
1: Yeah, like because it was like this weird like she there she, the, he the, there's he's like Haley's like making the play for her and I'm like but didn't the play already happen?
0: Yeah, he like basically initiated the play and now he's like pushing harder.
1: Okay. Cuz I was kind of like just assuming that they were already kind of coupled.
0: No, that that hadn't happened yet. They've okay. just they have, the last time was basically just them dropping all the breadcrumbs. And now it's like, all right, and now here's the bread. Okay. Here's the butter.
1: And the soup and the salad. <laughs> and what yes. I lost
0: I, dog. I was saying last time was breadcrumbs. Now here's the butter. Right.
1: Okay. Cool. So this is the time where they kiss. And that's it. They kiss on a yacht. I mean, who who hasn't kissed on a yacht? I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, if you watch the show Below Deck, uh, which I do, everyone kisses on a yacht.
1: Or, yeah, I don't know what Below Deck is.
0: Oh, it's a Bravo show. Oh,
1: okay.
0: It's on, it's, it's on a yacht, and it's like upstairs, downstairs, so it's all the, the, the crew um, and all the shit they go through when they deal with each charter.
1: Oh, interesting. Is it good?
0: Um, if you like reality TV, which you can talk to me and my beloved about on our Hollywood Boulevard uh, podcast yes I think as the reality shows go it's one of the very best
1: Interesting.
0: there's two below deck and below deck Mediterranean um, yeah they're pretty good
1: but oh we've lost him again that was a long one
0: uh, I just said yes I would kiss someone on a yacht
1: that was a long one okay we better move on yeah okay so we're gonna go back to Hart Mancini designs where Richard's doodling in his office and Jane walks in and she starts making all these excuses it was cold feet I had cold feet I love you I love you I love you and she invites him to the party and he's like no and she's like but I'm gonna keep my wedding ring on my engagement ring on because it's not over yet and he's like you do you bitch and that was it yeah, she's
0: so like, Well, I still have this and shows the engagement ring it's like uh okay, but you just told Joe I'm not in love with him, but I still love him. It's yeah. like
1: okay. It's just this is just stupid and I'm I'm just y i am i am just I just want to kick her on the teeth. I'm really violent tonight. Tonight. Oof. Tonight. Just tonight. Just tonight, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, now we're going to go to the party. The party is now happening.
0: Party time. It's the worst party ever. Well, nobody's there. Just in terms of, like, you know, the food and Bev, even.
1: Oh, I don't know. It looks pretty well assembled. Yeah, I just saw chips. I thought there was something more foodie out. Oh, maybe there was. Anyway, we weren't looking at the food. We were watching how Jane comes in and Jake is, like, shoving chips in his face this is where the chips come in and he's like where's joe and jane's like i don't know i I, i'm not her keeper but then the sister-in-law shows up who we haven't seen in a while what's her name shelly shelly
0: yeah who's got like a whole house not on melrose place poker
1: yeah so apparently somewhere in the past several weeks shelly has moved out of jake's has gotten her own place but she still left some stuff at jake's apartment and so jake is like well i don't know where joe is but you know she she Shelly comes in she's like i'm gonna have i'm getting my stuff i'm gonna get the rest of my stuff and jake's like okay great but i don't know where joe is so why don't we have dinner first
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and, and i'm like sitting there like but joe you're supposed to but what And I guess the idea of, like, having dinner first is sitting down at Amanda's party and eating snacks. They didn't go anywhere. They stayed there.
0: Yeah, which for Jake makes the most sense of anyone.
1: I guess so. So, anyway, um, Jack then shows up because Brooke invited him. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, Brooke's so stupid.
1: I mean, what's her angle here? Is there is anything going to come of this, or is she just, like, showing off how dumb she is?
0: Pretty much. Like, she's just poking Amanda the bear.
1: Not a good idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing—she can't win. Stop playing this game. But also, writers, stop throwing these, these empty gestures out there, because it's got to escalate already.
1: Right. So then, like, Amanda's, like, kicking him out, and Billy's, like, you know, backing her up, and Jack's, you know, starting to get threat, starting to threaten Billy, and then Amanda's like, oh, never mind, you can stay. <laughs> yeah, You know, I mean, it was just all this weird, like, what. You know, first Amanda's like, you have to get out, and then she's like, Oh never mind, and yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of terrible. And then um Allison blows off Brooke. I don't remember what that was about. Um, and Mike and their there scarfing down food. And that's when Peter and Kimberly walk in. Yep. And and Amanda, the best line of the night.
0: Yep, and this is a fame like a fame famous one from the series in Favorite of Mine, too go for it
1: have all the demons in hell come to torment me Uh,
0: did i miss you say it
1: you didn't hear me say it
0: no and i what i was saying was it's like my favorite line one of my favorites from the whole series
1: have all the demons in hell come to torment me
0: it's a great line and one that i have used in real life more than once
1: i might have to
0: I feel like knowing a little bit about your life and the people you deal with, you should use it every day.
1: I'm pretty. It's pretty much my mantra.
0: Because it is a truism. Yeah. Okay. Your mantra.
1: So Kimberly is there. Peter announces she's going. She's there to apologize. Nobody seems very happy about it. She apologizes. It seems very heartfelt it does it's actually a lovely apology (laughs) yeah yeah and Sid and Michael true to form mock her um and then Kimberly tells turns to Amanda and is like I owe you a special apology I did all these terrible things you weren't trying to steal my husband I blew up your apartment complex I'm so sorry and Amanda accepts her apology proving once again Amanda's the only grown-up in the room.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so here's the part where I complain, because you know what? I would have really like to have seen two things. One, Matt there, because yes. <laughs> Kimberly owes Matt an apology, too. And also a scene where Kimberly and Allison, uh, she offers her an apology, too, because she did cause some blindness for Allison.
1: She did cause some blindness. She
0: put a specific bomb right next to her apartment. So yeah. there's that. There is that. There is that.
1: Although, it did sober Allison up.
0: Look, that's true. Yes. So okay.
1: you know. Okay. So Jake and uh, now now back onto the party. Apologies are over. We're back in party mode. Um, Jake is slow dancing with Shelly. Joe is still nowhere to be found, and. Uh. Apparently, Shelley is really, really drunk and needs Jake to drive her home.
0: Yeah, too many beers.
1: Yep, too many beers. So, I guess they go off and he's going to drive her home. And then Amanda tells Jack to go back to Miami. Yeah. And then Peter comes and inserts himself in this conversation and introduces himself to Jack. And Jack, introduces, and Jack sort of says, oh, hi. Yes, I'm Amanda's husband.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah
1: which you know double take peter there like what you know
0: yeah amanda this wasn't your storyline when we were dating a year ago
1: i know and then and then he just kind of blinks and he's like oh and by the way kimberly's parents are going to make restitution you just need to sign the sign the waiver <laughs> <laughs> and amanda's like oh okay i'll sign and it's just like like what the hell is going on
0: (laughs) that that is one nutty party after all
1: (laughs) and then billy and peter like sort of have this moment alone and and Peter asks Billy, like, what's up with this guy, Jack? And Billy's like, he's bad news. Yeah,
0: Billy, like, fills Peter in in the stupidest way possible. I
1: know. And then Billy's like, but I'll let Amanda tell you the rest because it's his story to tell him. Like, the rest, you just told him everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, it, it only takes, like, one sentence to, to fill him in. And you basically put five words together so you're good.
1: Yeah, yeah. He need, he knows everything he needs to know about the whole situation. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to leave the party for a second and we're going to go to Shelly's house.
0: Ugh, yeah.
1: And um, she's basically in her bedroom taking off her clothes, and Jake walks in.
0: Of course. And she's with, the, with, with the box of her stuff that she needed.
1: Yeah, and it's like this little teeny tiny Amazon box, you know, like it's like such a small box. And you're just like, wow, that's the tiniest box. She needed help with that. Are you back? I'm back. Okay. And so, so she starts the whole, you know, because anytime a woman needs to express gratitude to a man, she's got to take off her clothes. I mean, like, this is like, you know, the sort of thing that makes me nuts about 90s TV is like, everything is like, I just want to thank you for being so kind to me. So I'm just going to take off all my clothes because that's what you, that's me thanking you.
0: Hey, hey, that wasn't just 90s TV because Lena Dunham's character would do that on Girls all the time.
1: Oh, I didn't watch Girls, you know that.
0: You make lots of smart decisions.
1: Continue. Okay. And so basically, like, then she's like, I I know you want me. And then, you know, she kisses him. And I'm like, oh, Jake, stop kissing her. And then he stopped kissing her. and, and, And he's like, no, I can't. You know, I'm with Joe. And she's like, well, Joe's not here right now. And for a minute there, they, like, have this little bit of tension where you think he's going to do something <laughs> to betray Joe's trust. Mm. And he walks away. Yeah. I was very proud of him. Yeah. Was- although, yes, yeah. yes, I am
0: proud of him. Although, you know, he he's he still got to deal with Joe the
1: next day. Yes, he does have to deal with Joe the next day. So we're going to go back to the party. Where things are kind of winding down, so it's time for Kimberly to go in the laundry room.
0: And this, by the way, is the scene they use for her in the opening credits.
1: So instead of Peter going down with her, they sort of catch eyes across the pool, and he nods at her, and she goes. And I'm like, oh, nothing good can come of this. And so she goes in the basement and she's sort of like standing there and looking around and having courage and actor Henry steps out, says all this creepy stuff. And she's like, you're just a figment of my imagination. He says more, says more creepy stuff. And, um, and, and she basically runs
0: yeah she's like i know you're not real i know you're not real you're in my head and she closes her eyes and she opens them and he's still right there so she's like oh fuck so that's when she runs back up. <laughs>
1: she's like screw this she runs upstairs she tells peter she's like henry's back henry's back and that's when um michael and sid just kind of mock her some more
0: yeah the she they leave then right peter and, yeah. Kimberly, and michael and sid they cheers right they toast yeah. with their beer yeah
1: yeah yeah so I guess we're later um, on Miller's place in Jake's apartment. It's not, that was it, or was it the next day?
0: It's the next day. It's the
1: next day. And Joe shows up and she, and, and she's like, where were you? And Jake's like, where was I? Where were you? And she's like, well, I had to work late, but then I came back, I came here and, and you weren't there. And, and, you know, they have this sort of back and forth and, Jen, and then, Joe is like, well, Shelly just trying to wiggle her way in between us, and and um, and and Jake gets really mad with her, and he's like, well, you don't have room in my in your life for me anymore. And I'm like, how did we get from A to B here? Right. You
0: guys, you don't have a problem. Just calm your tits and move on.
1: Yeah. So so anyway, I think that we're headed for another big breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. you know, Joe was like, look, I don't want to compete with some dumb blonde, and I'm like, I don't blame you.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you, Joe. You're like making that. dumb decisions still, but this is not one of them.
1: So, next morning at Peter's house, apparently he makes Kimberly sleep on the couch. He doesn't have a guest room.
0: <laughs> Which is crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Big but... fancy
1: doctor. <laughs> he wakes her up in his, in his I don't know, his living room by opening the blinds and... Um, and they're having this whole conversation about, well, if Henry, you know, Peter's like, if if you're seeing Henry again, like, you're going to have to go back to the hospital. And um, and then he says, look out the window. Tell me what you see. And all of a sudden on the balcony, there's Henry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty funny. I'm like, I'm like, how did he know? You know, like what? Like, does Peter have a play by play of what he's going to do? ahead of time and he just leaves out for Sid to see and then like they just get this poor guy on retainer for actors I don't
1: know Uh, yeah I don't know so anyway
0: it's so great but it doesn't you can't don't poke holes
1: (laughs) so Henry is basically like hanging out on Peter's balcony (laughs) waiting for Kimberly to like look out the window (laughs) and and he's like what do you see Kimberly and she's like I see nothing I see absolutely nothing (laughs) because she doesn't want to get sent back to the hospital. So now I guess we've had a whole uh, we've had a whole 24 hours or so cuz now it's evening on Melrose place and Amanda is swimming laps. Finally somebody's using the pool. Right. And um and that's when Brooke shows up. And um uh, basically Amanda it tells Brooke that like to wise up around Jack and he's not a nice person and and uh, I think it was just sort of an excuse for Brooke to be outside
0: no, it's, that's exactly right that's
1: yeah because right. yeah, it was sort of like this sort of forgettable moment between Amanda and Brooke but when Amanda goes upstairs and Brooke's still kind of loitering in the pool area her dad shows up knocking on on Allison's door right And so Haley's like, we need to talk. They go inside. Um, Brooke starts, you know, then you pan to Brooke and she's kind of creeping up on the apartment, right? And then Haley's been calling Allison and she's been avoiding him. And then they they have this heart-to-heart and they kiss and Brooke sees it all through the window. Exactly. So next morning... Comes and Brooke rises and shines nice and early, and she steps out of her apartment. And who does she see coming out of Allison's?
0: Her dad doing the walk of shame.
1: Yes, and um, and she sees them kissing at the door, and and she basically like goes down to Al- when after Haley leaves, she like goes down to Allison's apartment and confronts her about sleeping with her dad. Yeah, no, really, no holds barred. Yeah, and that's when you see like Allison being like super dismissive of Brooke, which I thought was great. Yeah, um, but then Brooke basically parrots the lines that Haley gave Allison right. the night before, and and now Allison's kind of worried.
0: Right. So she makes Allison feel like she's just one of a long line of women that her dad uses, which we don't know might not be the case, but we know that. Brooke is bluffing by just quoting what she heard her dad say. Right. So so if Haley says he really does like Allison, we also have reason to believe him when he says that. Right. But um, but she does plant the seed now of doubt with Allison. Right. Damn you, Brooke.
1: Oh, boy. Who to believe? <laughs> right. All right.
0: Although, so... although uh, it's not like Haley didn't send her all the way to, where was it? Hong Kong?
1: Yeah, Hong Kong.
0: Yeah, just to get her out of the way. So you know, there's fault on both sides.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Allison should be trusting Haley that much, right? You know, at this point. But we'll just we'll just let it go. We'll let it go. All right. We're gonna to go to Hart Mancina Designs, where you see Joe and Richard together, looking at the pictures that Joe took for Richard the night before. The reason why she was late to the party and missed her date with Jake. Right. Um. Then. Jane le- uh, Jane comes in, so Joe leaves, and Jane says something snarky like, "If the help is bothering you, Richard, I will talk to her." Um, and and Richard is like, you know, no, it's fine, and and she sort of like takes whatever slides there were, and she's looking at them and being like really critical of the clothes that are on these models, and. Like not not, not uber critical but she likes it but then she's like oh it should be linen oh it should be boxier oh it should be this oh it should be that and then she says who's the designer and Richard's like me and now she tries to like take it over and fix it and that's when he drops the bomb that he has created a separate company for menswear and Jane is completely cut out of it
0: yeah Jane you had it and you lost it
1: good for him yeah good for him So we're going to go to the hospital and Amanda's there for her checkup. What?
0: Yeah. Amanda's walking around the hospital and Peter's like, or no, who does she see?
1: Peter. Peter's like chasing her down the hallway.
0: And she's like, I'm here for my routine checkup. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he starts asking her about Jack and she's like, I think you need to concentrate on Kimberly and basically like walks away and she's like, I don't need rescuing. I'm fine. Oh, yeah. this whole thing is but, so complicated. Yeah. It is so complicated. Um, because basically Peter is essentially living with Kimberly, yet chasing Amanda still.
0: Yeah, and basically Amanda is better than any of these male options we currently have for her.
1: I agree. I agree. She she need, she and Matt both need to leave Melrose place. Indeed. She should fake her own death again. <laughs>
0: Funny you say that because I think at this moment Amanda and Matt are both in the hospital at the same time, but mm. no one knows Matt's there.
1: Right. Well, Haley is <laughs> Haley and Allison are like back on the yacht, or Haley's on the yacht. Allison shows up and um, she tells him about Brooke, and um, you know she basically doesn't want Brooke in her life, but like that's Haley's daughter, so what's she gonna do? Um. Anyway, Allison's having, I guess, second thoughts about their coupling the night before, and she does, she says she doesn't trust herself because she always picks Mister Wrong, and he has some nice lines about, well, maybe I'm Mister Right. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Now we're gonna head on over to uh, the the Michael and Peter's office where Michael is listening to the late night radio show that Doctor Joyce Brothers used to have. Yeah who knew that Michael loved self-help radio? Apparently not Sid, because she asked him about it. I'm back. Hi. And so, cause Sid's like, I didn't know you listened to this sort of radio. And Michael's like, of course I do it all the time. Yeah.
0: Which is both like, no, no one would. And also, yes, of course he would. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, And so wouldn't you know it? What a coincidence. Somebody named Kimberly calls him. <laughs> yeah. And um, and they just happen to be listening, right? And she basically you... sort of spills all to this doctor about you know her her past, and then you know she snarks about Michael and Sydney snorts, and then she snarks on Sid, and Sid gets mad because she called her a pipsqueak. Um. Anyway, so I I don't even know what the point of that scene was, but it was just there.
0: Yeah. No, it was funny, and it actually there like is a, a more of a life to that storyline introduced here
1: oh okay so like is dr joyce brothers gonna come on the show
0: um i think she continues on that show actually yeah
1: well that's kind of fun
0: yeah it is fun it, i mean like it's like a lark this whole little thing but it's funny well, they, yeah, they, they push everything like way above and beyond in every storyline but some of them yield better dividends than others and this is one that's like cute funny
1: well, yeah, and Dr. Joyce Brothers, I mean, back then she was kind of like this big pop culture shrink, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like Dr. Pin- Drew Pinsky was for a while, you know. Exactly, so yeah. My...
0: Kind of like just predated Loveline.
1: Yeah, yep, she did, she did. Um, so anyway, now we're going to Jack's house, and his L.A. house looks an awful lot like his Miami house. Um, and in fact... <laughs> How did they get a new mansion so quickly in L.A.? I don't know, I guess that's just like what rich people do. Yeah. Um. So Amanda's there because she thinks she's there because she thinks she's going to meet his fiance Rita. Yeah. And so she's going to meet him. She brings champagne. They will toast. They will sign the divorce papers. And then it's done. He will be he and Rita will leave for Miami the next day. Um, and so, you know, she's like, I can't I can't stay long because he locks the door right behind her. And she's like, you're creeping me out. And um, and they go into the, the living room, and her picture is still on the wall.
0: Yeah, there's no Rita to be found
1: either. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "What does Rita have to?" do? I'm sure Rita's not very comfortable with that. And basically, you know, he's sort of like, you know, she's and then she's, she's like, "Whatever." And she's like, "Well, where is your fiance?" And he's like, "Oh, she's right here." And he's like staring at her, and she's like, "Where is she, Jack?" And and he basically admits that, like. It's her. They will always be together. He will never yeah. let her go. Yeah,
0: he's very much like you're my wife. <laughs>
1: yeah, and basically, you know, she tries to run, he catches her, and that's it. We we've left Amanda in peril.
0: Right. We do a.
1: We lost you there, Doug. Hi. We lost you for quite a while.
0: Hi, I said uh, they do a slow-mo close-up of her face, and there's our Cliffy.
1: Yep, and so we have a Cliffy. Will Amanda survive?
0: Yeah, what can Jack do? What does he have in mind, and does he actually enact it?
1: Yes. Will he be dragging her back to Miami, or will they stay in L.A.?
0: Will Doug's computer be fixed? I hope so. Oh God, I hope so too. I hope so. Thank you, Karen, for covering the gaps. Thank you, listeners, for dealing with it.
1: So the saga continues next week.
0: Yes, on screen and on computer,
1: computer screen. Yeah, on computer screen. In the meantime, we are going to go to um, Hollywood Boulevard in between these two episodes. Um, so. Why don't you head on over there and hang out with us there where we'll continue to have technical difficulties?
0: Yeah, follow follow us for more glitches, please.
1: Yes, we love it.
0: See you there on the boulevard.
1: Bye. Bye.